Today's episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast is brought to you by the Visual Identity Vault. The Visual Identity Vault is the official merchandise supplier for the greatest people you've never met. You can pick up the basics like t-shirts, hoodies, to headwear, and premium wear. The Visual Identity Vault is a full-service decorated apparel and marketing business located in my hometown of Fairmont, Minnesota. Shipping is included in all pricing, so we make it simple to order, pay, will produce, and ship. TVIV, a proud sponsor of the GPYNM pod. All right, welcome into another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Continuing with the tour day best friends, uh, joining me is another Brown, the younger Brown, Benjamin Arlo Brown. What's happening, brother? How we doing? Hey, Benny, I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? Uh, living the dream. It is 104 degrees in AZ. Uh, next week, we're going to get 115, and I can't wait for it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it's a dry That's heat, though. It's a dry heat. Yeah, so. and I'm quintessential uh, upper Midwesterner here. It's like 89 degrees and humid here in Minnesota, and I'm griping about that. 115, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it's tougher when you're fat, too. Um, yes, yeah. it gets tougher the hotter you get. You're not very fat anymore, so congrats on that. You really... Well... Yeah, you, you, you lost some LBs there. You were done playing football, and you're like, I don't need any of this anymore. Chicken and spinach, here I come. And you lost it all. So, uh, <laughs> Well, you have a kid, and uh, you put some of those back on, though. So Snack time's not, probably an all right not deal. Not to huh? the playing weight, but... Uh, Definitely put some of that back. Not on. to put it out to the world, but what are you at these days? <laughs> it's like I'm in a conversation <laughs> in the Brown household. Yeah, I know. That uh, was one of my favorite Nate Brown questions all the time. Dude. What are you, what are you at these days? Up. It always comes up. It, he asked me that this past weekend, actually. So, he's uh, just checking, uh, dude. Like, if he's got to put a roster yeah. together, he needs to know where everybody's at. Okay? <laughs> right, yeah. Like 235, I think. Jeez, dude, I haven't weighed two thirty five since eighth grade, probably. Realistically, I'm yeah. Right. Good for you, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, down further than that, but uh, yeah. Once the kiddo came, uh, your your uh, time gets stretched a little thin. Yes. So uh, not working out as much as I should be, anyways. No, that's all right. Um, speaking of kids, one of my favorite things to ask all the new dads in my life: How is dad life? It is, um, uh, it's great. Uh, that sounds bad. A lot of hesitation <laughs> before that answer. Right? Don't think too hard. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, I was, I was going to say, it's just, you know, first time dad. So unlike anything else I've ever experienced in my life. Right. So, yep. uh, that, that was why the hesitation I was looking for the words and it's a little hard to put it, you know, into words, I guess, but, uh, um, it's, extremely rewarding but it is a lot of work and your life uh uh your life changes for the better obviously but uh it, it changes drastically and i listened back to brandon's podcast and i'm not saying brandon's full of crap <laughs> <laughs> but uh he said uh oh life's you know not not much different you know you just have a third person with you yeah. and i am like jealous that is the view he's got of it because it's like life changes drastically and uh um, you just, you know, you have less time for, 
um, the things you used to do, but it's another phase in life. So it's right. not, I'm, I'm probably making it sound like it's a negative and that's, that's not it. It's just, you're moving on to the next phase and learning to enjoy that next phase of now the different things you get to do, I guess. So, right. um, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying that, uh, yeah, fatherhood is, a, uh, a lot of work, but it is the most rewarding, um, journey of my life so far. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yeah, love to hear it. I think it depends based on, I mean, you, Hank, Hein, Brandon, uh, you guys are, are the four newest newest dads I know. Um, and Hein and Brandon have the same answer. They're like, yeah, nothing's really different. I know that it is, right? Like, um, Hein is all over the board with his time. Now they're trying to get Logan to sleep, right? It sounds like Braylon's been a good sleeper. I think all those things kind of factor in into right. it so i can i can see where other people are like yeah you know nothing's really different just another mouth to feed you know but um what is it i mean you are just getting ruth down for bedtime right now i mean 6 30 is she sleeping all night or what yeah, for the most part it depends uh so we actually just came from swim lessons with ruth uh um, so that'll tire her out more, uh, you know, just stimulation. She's not swimming laps. Let's just Jeez, Michael eight, Phelps, eight, take it easy. Yeah. Eight months old that she's doing the butterfly <laughs> for a thousand meters. Um, but that, no, just intro swim lessons just to get them acclimated. But my point being, you know, that activity and that stimulation will probably tire her out. Yeah. So she'll probably sleep through the night tonight. Uh, if she's, you know, home with dad and uh, not doing as much stimulating things, she might wake up once sure. uh, in the middle of the night to feed or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, she's she's pretty good um, at, at most gets up once during the middle of the night. She goes to bed about 630 or seven and wakes up about 530 in the morning. That's pretty solid. Uh, first yeah. first swimming lesson. Did they just toss her in the pool? So I thought they did that, um, but they do not. Okay. Because I've seen yeah, videos, yeah. and I feel like I, I would panic a little bit. I don't know about <laughs> you, but they just toss them little kids in there, and then they, you know, they yeah. figure it out. <laughs> right, right. So, no, they, they definitely didn't do that. And I think the one Ruth is in, it's from, I think the ages are from like six months to 18 months. So she's at the younger edge of that okay. uh, age bracket there. But, uh, no, definitely uh, did not just throw them in the pool and wish them good luck. So. <laughs> See if they float. <laughs> Uh, no, it's good. It's good. This is her second class. So she, I think it's like a six week deal. Um, yeah, no, been good so far. So you got the diet changed up, getting ready for gold medals or just teaching <laughs> her how to swim. I mean, what's the end game here? Yeah. Uh, I could give you a sarcastic <laughs> answer, but no, the, the real answer, I think it's just, I don't know. It's uh, proven that if you get them started, you know, early on, just acclimated yeah, and uh, it just prepares them. And we're, we're around water quite a bit. Um, uh, you know, my folks, uh, uh, have a place, uh, on the lake and then my in-laws actually, uh, do as well, sick brag, but, uh, yeah, geez, uh dude. <laughs> but, uh, so we just, you know, at a young age, we just want her to get used to it. And, uh, just give us a little peace of mind, I guess. No, that's good stuff. I honestly had no idea that you could start children that early. I mean, like I said, I've seen the babies, but I didn't know. Like, this is something. You said this is a second class, so it's something that you're doing. Like, you're in 
in on it, you know, but activities. Now you go, I feel like as a father now till she's 18, you're busy now. So, right. Exactly. Exactly. And as my dad told me uh, when Ruth was younger and she wasn't getting much sleep and uh, he could tell I was dragging ass and tired and Ben, you tired? I said, yeah. He said, that'll be that way for 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah. Well, it's probably uh, true. Gosh, that's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, hats off to everybody. Not that I don't want kids, but then I hear everybody talk about it. and I'm okay for today. I'm okay yeah. for right now. It'll happen it, it, someday. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm glad to hear it. I love to see my friends who are genuinely good dudes become good dads, and it's fun to see everybody everybody just killing it out there. Um, so I guess, I mean, kind of, I, I just introduced your name, got right into it, but uh, Ben is, uh, is the Bassmaster as well. Uh, also was on Fish in the Midwest with Bob Jensen. You uh, remember the name of the show. Oh, who could forget, dude? Um, I mean, that was probably one of... I mean, the most watched episodes. I've seen it a couple times. I watch it on YouTube every once in a while. There's a particular scene um, where you guys, I think you're on hall, um, and you get into one, and who are you with? Uh, Vogel, right? Um, Yes, Dave Vogel. Dave Vogel. So older, I mean, complete ends of spectrum, because you were still in high school, right? Or just got done with high school? 16, I believe. Okay, so you were still in high school, yeah. Yes. And and Dave Vogel is an old man. I mean, he was probably in his 60s, I would assume, at that time, at least 50s. Um, and Benny gets into one on the back of the boat, and they're like, oh, you need the net, you need the net? No, I'm good. <laughs> he gets into the side of the boat, and it spits the hook. And the best part is they kept it in the show, obviously, for everyone to see on Fox Sports North. Um it was a great A, great A watch. But what was, I mean, what what was that experience like for you? You're the first one to ever grace the major airwaves that that I've ever known. <laughs> oh man, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Uh, fishing wasn't that great, so that didn't help. Really so not, that's why yeah. they ke- they kept the clip of me losing a fish in because they needed some action in. <laughs> because yeah. I think we got like five fish all day long. So it's like, well, the the line was getting stretched, so we better uh, leave that in. Uh, no, it was a good experience, um, and not that I'll ever be asked again, but I don't. Even if I were, I don't think I would do it again. Um, it was just so staged. And, uh, you know, I, I think there was another instance where I caught a fish and said something. And he's like, oh, we're going to we're going to rewind that back and, you know, pull the fish out of the net. And this is what I want you to say. And it was uh, and I, I can't remember what that line was. It doesn't matter anyways. But it just was like, yeah, this is this is pretty, uh, th- pretty set up. The catching fish part was not. But like everything surrounding it was yeah. you know and especially at 16 i didn't know what the hell i was doing i i still don't really know how to talk and <laughs> i sure as hell couldn't talk when i was 16 years old to a camera you know yeah um no interesting experience glad i got to do it uh all i got out of it was a sweatshirt nice uh, so that's cool shout yeah. out you still got the sweat is that what's in the frame behind you no no that's a jersey in the in the frame there uh, but uh, i, the I do uh, I, I do uh, do still have the sweatshirt. Well, there you go. Then it's worth it. I mean, that's that's almost. 
I mean, geez, we're put if you were 16, pushing what 13 years ago. Yeah, 13 years ago, I think. That's crazy, dude, because I remember passing you guys on the skeeter with Hank and we were trying to yell some stuff and yeah, I mean that You guys just, were out there? Yeah, I remember being no, out there. No, you were. Yeah, because we were gonna go mess around and like try to fish next to you. I mean, okay, we weren't. I was on the boat with Hank, and I was trying to talk Hank into doing that. And obviously, yeah. Hank was like, no, 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 no. And we yeah, stayed 300 yards away. Is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I wish you would have. That would have made it great. You should have had a big sign in there. Oh, that would have been awesome. We love Bob. We love Bob. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Does the guy think he's a celebrity or what? I mean. I don't I don't know. You know, I, I, I can't say I'd really ever heard of the show before, and I can't say I've really ever <laughs> seen it after. Um, so I'm not sure what that says for the show or the, you know, the quality of production. And I'm not trying to, you know, downplay the guy or what he was doing. He was just out there trying to make a living like everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, he didn't come off as arrogant or like a big deal, anything like that. It was just, you know, he had his kind of, you know, frame of mind of what he wanted the production to look like. And, um, and that was his style and that was fine. You know, that was his show and the people who wanted to tune in, uh, did. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so more power to him, but haven't, haven't, uh, seen an episode since. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Probably, probably not missing much. Um, so I guess I, I mean, I, I don't want to kind of jump all over, but, um, before I forget, I want to take to it to football for just a minute. Cause I know that was a big part of our, our lives. Right. Um, so just, uh, tell me a little bit about your time at St. John's and playing there and what that meant to you. Cause I know I kind of touched on it with Hank, just their tradition and you guys growing up in that, which I always thought was so cool. And then to be able to watch you succeed there at a very high level. Um, what was that time like for you? Well, I appreciate uh, all the acknowledgements there. And um, I don't know that division three football is a, is a very high level. Um, it's, you know, it's good football, but it's, you know, it's not division one or division two, anything like that. But, uh, uh, playing at St. John's was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, you know, you could probably look at and say, uh, it was maybe made for you a little bit, uh, with the family tradition we kind of have going on there. And I think, uh, my brother Hank touched on that a little bit. You know, my dad played there, uh, played center and wore number 51. And when I played there, I played left guard and I wore number 51. I, I was not smart enough to play center. So I had to move over to guard. Not everybody uh, but, is. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, got to be the quarterback of the old line. Right. And I was not up to that, uh, that task, but uh, no, St. John's is a great place, a uh, great university and one of the best places to watch a college football game. That's what I remember, um, you know, about, you know, going to games there and going on my visit, you know, my, my visits there versus going other places, uh, was just the fan experience, I guess. And, uh, that, that really stood out to me. And if you've never watched a game in the natural bowl at Clemens stadium, I highly recommend it. Cause as Hank said, there's no better place to be, uh, than collegeville, Minnesota on an October Saturday. Um, and I, you know, and I could go on and on and I'll try not to, but uh, um, I won't name schools, but I went on some visits to some 
division two schools and, you know, they had okay crowds, you know, a thousand, 2000 people, stuff like that. And I thought, Oh, you know, that's, that's cool. That's fine. Whatever. And I go to St. John's and I think they were playing St. Thomas and they had like 12,000 people there or something. So that was just, that was pretty neat to see. You don't see that a lot of places, especially at the division three level. Um, And I think they still lead division three most year with attendance numbers as far as averages um you know i think they average probably in that eight to ten thousand fans per game so which you know for big time d1 doesn't sound like a lot but there's a lot of division three schools you know that might be lucky to get a thousand right so um i'm getting really long-winded here benny but uh it was a great great experience wouldn't trade it for anything uh and just really happy i had that chapter in my life well, and I think like uh, I remember by the high, like at a high level, is like one your play was at an extremely high level. I know you're a very modest and, and humble person when it comes to that, um, but you deserved all the accolades you got. Um, and then two, I think it's also different. There's kind of I don't know if you followed it, but there's been a lot of talk around D three football since Dave Portnoy came out and was like people who play D three football are psychos and losers and all this and. Um, you happen to play at the highest level of D3 football, and there's no doubt in my mind that there's St. John's teams that could beat FCS teams, right? Like uh, their D1 AA school. There, I bet there'd be some pretty competitive games. Like you look at some of the best St. John's teams that, you, you know, whatever year, right, the national championship teams, you could compete. Um you go, I know that everybody looks at speed, you know, everything like, and you can out athlete in situations, but just being a football coach and, and seeing what I see, I, I really believe that. And I think D3 is such a special thing in the Midwest because we have so many of them, right? Like there's a D3 school, it seems like every two hours, you know, across from what, you know, Ohio, well, yeah, from across Wisconsin and into Minnesota, a little bit down into Iowa, and then it really stops at the at the border of, of the Dakotas, and they go turn NAI. But it just was – it was fun to watch from afar, um, especially your last St. John's game where they – or St. Thomas, uh, the Tommy Johnny game where Sports Center mm-hmm. was literally feel, filmed on the field. And all that went into that too, you know. I remember you talking like, "Well, they had, they came out and literally canceled our practice or cut practice short because Sports Center had to go on the field," you know. So, just a crazy. I mean, there, yeah. I, I don't think you can say it's a low level when you're getting those kind of things, you know. So, yeah, and I, you know, it, for Division Three, you know, we we were certainly competitive in Division Three, and the Midwest does seem to have stronger division three football. Um, you know, maybe I, I, I didn't hear what Dave Portnoy said about it, but maybe what he was referencing and uh, I'll try not to be too politically incorrect here, but some of those East East coast division three uh, private universities out there don't d- really don't put up that great a teams. Some right. of them do. Sure. Um, uh, but it is almost consistently uh, a Minnesota, Wisconsin, Texas, or Ohio team. Uh, that wins the national championship every year. Um, and I just, I don't see that changing anytime soon. That doesn't mean there isn't some good football out there, but uh, I, you know, I, I scroll the division three boards every once in a while on d3football.com. I just can't fathom how, or wrap my mind around rather how many 
Division three schools are out in the East Coast, like in upstate New York and Connecticut and Massachusetts. I mean, there is a bunch of them yeah. that I had never heard of before. I mean, I, I don't know what the number is. I'd venture to guess there's like 200 and over 275 Division three schools. You, somebody could fact check me. That could be way off. But there's a there's a bunch of them out there. Um, and yeah, was was lucky enough to play uh, in a competitive competitive portion of, uh, of Division three at St. John's. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea until I was started coaching out here, and then this summer we did like these showcase things, which are so wild to me but basically we go to a spot we hold our practice and there's a coach from every college in the nation essentially out here walking around and they're just coming around and talking to everybody and like you just do your practice right you don't do anything special i mean we kind of tailored it like we did a, a, a ton of passing stuff and we let the big guys go be big guys by themselves right? like to kind of show off a little bit and there's no pads or anything but just to see all the schools out here recruiting kids, one from back home, right? To see the Hamlins, the St. John's, the Bethels. I mean, I remember uh, the Bethel defensive coordinator came up at one of the the things, and I was like, you know, how's the Royals doing? And he was like, how do you know about Bethel? And I was like, well, I'm from Fairmont, Minnesota. He's like, oh, the Cardinals, right? And so, but it's just crazy. Like they fly all okay. the way down here, 1,500 miles, to recruit the crap out of Phoenix area kids. And it's not just the Midwest D3s. Like, all those D3s in the Upper East Coast were popping up down here, too. That was just so mind-blowing to me. It's like, I'd never even heard of most of these schools. Like you said, right. and they're they're everywhere. So it's, it's I don't know, it's insane the amount. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I, I just, it got me a little fired up just because I know a lot of good people that, I don't think playing D3 football makes you a psycho. I think it, yeah, you love football. You have to, you have to love football if you're going to play at D3, right? There's not a lot of financial support there for most people, especially if you look at a school like St. John's. I mean, how, yeah, yeah. Um, How many kids were on the roster your senior year? Oh, good question. Uh, I think over 200 right between like 200 and 225 uh we didn't st john's never cut anybody yeah if you wanted to be on the team you could you could make the team obviously you know there's layers to that right, right. i mean not not all 200 of of those guys will uh, uh would get the chance to start obviously or even be a backup uh but yeah well over 200 guys i i believe and i and i I mean i obviously know why they don't cut if you want to come there just to play football come pay your 50 some thousand dollars a year to go to school here and say you're on the football team they also do a sweet thing where all the seniors are a captain right so it looks good on any job resume ever i don't know do they still do that that was a glory thing yeah, I think they do. Uh, you know, I guess I don't know uh, now, but, you know, Gary Foshing is still the head coach up there. And I had Gary as a head coach for three years, John for one. Um, and during those three years I was there, the seniors were were still uh, captains. Yeah. Uh, all the seniors were. So kind of just, you know, one of those cool traditions that John started that uh, Gary, you know, carried with. And, you know, Gary was a big John guy, uh, played for him and coached there for, you know, 17 years as a defensive coordinator, I believe. And uh, so, you know, he saw the value in what was going on. So wanted to carry a lot of those practices and traditions through. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It just, uh, it's a sweet spot uh, for you to, for you to have been uh, fun to watch you there. Uh, like I said, extremely 
thankful for all that or getting to just watch from afar, dude. It was cool. And uh, you don't take the credit, but you deserve it. Um, anyways, next thing. Uh, Benny always is uh, – he's always – pumped my my head full of I'm the funniest person in the world um, I can say about anything and get this guy to laugh you are. and I love it um, but uh, I mean yeah I kind of talked on it at the end of Hank's episode um, their wedding night our muffin escapade in the kitchen of that cabin they're probably still finding crumbs if I'm being honest um it's just always been a blast to uh, act like a child with you. We also have the same birthday, which uh, people don't realize, I think. Um, and we're obviously both named Ben, so there was the there was the automatic tie-in to being friends. Um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I mean, it's, it's long ago now, but one of my favorites was the first case day we ever went to together. You remember that? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I remember. Well, bits and pieces, right? Because when you drink that amount of beer, you're not going to remember all of it. But That's uh, fair. So where are you going with it? What what part of it are you uh, in? Uh, what, what are you going to touch on here? I'm curious. Well, I just, you know, the whole story was fun. Um, you know, we we got caught. Right. When we weren't of age. Oh, yet. that's right. Yeah. So that, okay. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Cause I wasn't even in college. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, now I remember yeah. where it's, but it was just, going. you know, it was a, a, a fun time and we caught in this dorm room and it was at the end of the day too. That was probably the most frustrating thing. Uh, right. But, uh, I will never forget, uh, going back to Fairmont and telling your dad, <laughs> Nate was not happy. <laughs> no, he was he was pretty pissed if we could put it bluntly. Yeah. Um yeah, I've never poof, I felt bad. I was like, I think I should probably get going. Uh, I shouldn't <laughs> be around. But uh no, that I mean it was a blast and then I think uh it's probably like your sophomore or junior year. I came up and we stayed in Hank's little uh when they were kind of in those townhome things. In the apartment things, yeah. yeah. And yep. You and I stayed up super late and started crying over dogs and stuff, dude. Just yeah, having about right. <laughs> just having an absolute Sally heart to heart in the in you know middle of at the night at three a.m. Thirty beers deep. Yeah, yeah. why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, I also remember Hank, dude. Love him. Uh, you were marking yours on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would, well, would or wouldn't bring that up because how dumb do you have to be? <laughs> also, how drunk do you have to be if you have to, in Sharpie, <laughs> mark down with tallies on your forearms how many beers you've drank? Mind you, case day was during spring football practice. Correct. Which, you know, at St. John's was... I don't want to say it wasn't serious, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, it was what it was. And you know, I must've taken two or three showers the next day and scrubbed my arm and I could not get that Sharpie off. But the only thing that does is time. Yeah. And that's one thing I didn't have. Uh, so that was an interesting practice, uh, just from uh, how I was, uh, how I was feeling and, uh, that I had just black tally marks <laughs> all down my forearm. Cause I was just an absolute idiot. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, we're all in college, right? That age, you don't have a fully developed brain. But 
Hank just being the ultimate big brother was on your ass about you doing that too. He's like, you idiot. You have practice tomorrow, right? Like just, uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. It was a, I also remember me showing up that night and ordering, what was it? Uh, there's a pizza place in St. Joe's. Gary's pizza. Gary's pizza. It was also during Lent. And I didn't realize, and I ordered a bunch of pizza for everybody. I think I got like two or three meat lovers. And everybody's like, oh, it's Lent. You know, here I am on campus with all these Catholic guys. And Benny's finally like, fuck it, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm Catholic. I'm not that Catholic. Oh, that was. It might have even been. Uh, no, because. Well, because it's just out of Fridays. Right. So, so I it think, might have been Saturday morning at that point, or maybe it was still Friday. I don't remember. I think. I mean, it was probably not Friday, at least on the East Coast. So you would have been fine. <laughs> somewhere. It was over. Oh, <laughs> man. What out of all the case days you came up to, what was your favorite one, Benny? Oh. Well, I mean, the last one I ever went to was Hank's senior year, and I shouldn't have been there. I was so sick. I don't know if you remember that at all. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, you were sicker than a dog. I had the flu. I probably brought COVID to America, if we're being honest. In twenty <laughs> back in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, twenty fourteen. Holy smokes. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, because I graduated in twenty sixteen. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it's fourteen. Wrap your mind around that for a second. Holy smokes! That was nine years ago. Feels like it was yesterday. Um, yeah. That whole time, I brought Seabud with me. That was just an entire shit show weekend. Um, you remember being over at like Hank was turkey hunting, I think, with somebody. Yep, yep. And so like Steve Hank, Hank yep. wasn't even there. You had some practice stuff going on, so I at least I knew like Hank's roommates and stuff, and we were cool to crash there. And then you finally got off practice, but it was just also weird. That was fun, but I think probably Hank's junior year, your sophomore year. Right? No, you're, yeah. No, that would have been your freshman year then, I guess. Freshman year, yep. If he was a junior. <laughs> when you, your brother, and Ben Evanson and myself ended up in those exchange kids, like a condo thing. And we walked in and uh, case day. So we'd already had our 24 and fresh out. And they were like just feeding us Modellos and Coronas and like, <laughs> Telcantes and like just all these Mexican beers. They just kept pouring down our throat. And I'll never forget them asking what our names were. And we're like, oh, Hank, Ben, Ben, and Ben. And they're like the whitest people in the world. Like they were freaking out, just making fun of us. Like, <laughs> here's the whitest people. But yeah, I don't know. I, those, they were all fun. I mean, I, I, I never missed one. Um, well, Hank, well, I guess I missed Fred. Hank and I's freshman year, but I guess the next three were pretty solid. So, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That was fun. I think that last one too, because the Lord's boys were living at Driftwood there and they yep. had that, yep. um, they had like some country singer. I had actually just popped up. I took oh, a picture with him and I bought there? a CD. Who was that? Oh, Zach Neal, maybe? Yeah, something like that. He was good. I mean, he yeah, was solid, yeah. but he was just playing in the backyard. And I remember, yeah, yeah, I just, it was probably just the craziest time because I think we're probably a little older and people were getting dumber and like somebody kicked a door in at the Lord's apartment and Ben Lord's was just freaking out. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a lot happening. 
you know right right as was usually the case at at driftwood that yeah. was uh that was a wild place that was which one which one sticks out for you oh boy um <laughs> this sounds bad uh but they're all a little bit of a blur i gee i can't imagine why um but uh probably Oh boy, boy, everything you're saying here is bringing back a lot of good memories, but probably the one just because of how I don't remember what year I was in college, but where I marked the, yeah, the beer on my arm with a Sharpie, um, just because I just, I woke up the next day and a couldn't believe how many beers I had drank. If that was accurate, who, who the hell knows. Right. But, uh, and B <laughs> I drink X amount of beers. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, that, yeah, just for how many beers I drank and just the sheer stupidity of actually doing that. So, um, no, K State, great time at St. John's. Uh, glad you were able to to be a part of a few of them. Yeah, uh, me too. Shout out. Memories, memories that'll last a lifetime, that's for sure. I think I probably visited St. John. Well, Hank touched on his, but I definitely went to St. John's more than any other college campus. Uh, for sure. And it was definitely the closest one by far not (laughs) (laughs) so i had that going for me but yeah i mean i i would i was either in sioux falls at augustana or i would go up and see you guys at st john's and it's like two hours or almost four yeah don't matter you know just pick right drive past mankato to get there you know it's like point the truck north on highway 15 (laughs) and go right absolutely absolutely yeah god i'm sure what a time, dude. I just looking back at that 01 Dodge, putting on the miles, just not a care in the world, just hopping in and you, going, baby. You, you had the 01 Dodge yet? Oh, yeah. Then? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think the yeah. last year I finally had got that new one. But, okay. Yeah, dude. What a time. That was fun. Uh, I, I hope kids have as much fun in college, at least at that age, as we did. I know how much it's changed just being around young people now, coaching, you know, and every – I mean – Everything can be on a camera, and it could have been for us too, but nothing was really like that yet, you know? Like right, right. Really the beginning days of Snapchat, and I think your worst fear was something winding up on Facebook, you know? Like, whoa, but that's like the exactly. last thing these days, so. We were, yeah, we were just before, you know, we were right at the front end of it. Uh, now, when I, you know, younger sister Gabby just graduated from college, University of River Falls, Wisconsin, and yeah, it's just, it's just sounds like a totally different world at, uh, colleges and universities, which is fine, right? The world yeah. changes, but, uh, uh, we were, we were just fortunate enough. We were on the front end of that, uh, where, where we probably got away with, uh, a little bit more than we maybe should have not anything illegal. Well, besides drinking, <laughs> yeah. age, but, <laughs> uh, but nothing bad, right. No. You know, it's, yeah, so it's not like we weren't price. doing anything that, everybody else did in their life you know it was i mean we we're just being 20 to 22 year old kids right so it, it's no yeah, big deal yeah absolutely so i was I, sorry to interrupt you, you know, there, but good. i was going to ask you about that benny because you're, you're you're getting back into coaching now yeah. and you're you know back surrounded by younger people because you, you've been away from it for a few years um is it is it a lot different down in Arizona than it was in Minnesota or is the, is it kind of the same thing, you know, with the, and obviously it's a great thing you're getting back into coaching and I'm super happy that you are, but uh, 
I just wondered if the culture was any different down there, you know, being in the coaching scene in, in a big metro like, you know, Phoenix, Arizona versus, you know, Fairmont, Minnesota. Yeah, it's uh, it's extremely different. Um, it, one, it's a 5A school, right? So, you know, we have <clears> – <throat> I think the, the craziest thing to me is that we – we graduate about 600 kids, six to 700 kids a class. And holy smokes, we only have 85 kids, nine through 10 play or nine through 12 playing football. So the numbers are extremely low, but also out here, you see a lot more specialties, right? Like kids just play one thing. And okay. I, I mean, where I'm at at Willow, they have everything. Uh, there's men's volleyball, uh, you know, like they just, they have every sport really available to kids and like, you know, I have some football guys that are also soccer guys because soccer's in the spring out here. So it's it's different. Uh, I was surprised at the amount of two-sport athletes we have at a big school like that. Like, everybody is in football and track or football and wrestling or football and soccer. They most of them do at least two things, if not three, which is cool at a big spot. Um, Culture-wise, <clears throat> yeah, it's way different. Um, just the community aspect, right? What they've built. I mean, the amount of money that gets poured into the program, into the school, we just got a, you know, $2 million turf field installed. It's unreal. Uh, the weight room renovation was like a quarter of a million dollars. We have one of the highest paid strength and conditioning coaches in the state. And he's worth his weight in gold. Like he's just top notch dude. Mm -hmm. And that's so big for us. But then our boosters provide a big buffer between the parents and the coaches. So there's not a lot of relation there, like, you know, negative relations there. Um, yeah. yeah. As far as like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun, but it's more like a college job here. Um, Texas, this is the new Texas. Um, it's the wild, wild west. We have kids transferring all over. We're expecting some transfers um, to come in before the fall. Uh, it's just a nuts. It's just, it's nuts, man. I don't know how else to put it, but, um, it's nonstop. Like I, there's a little snafu in my hiring, um, with HR, there is a big delay, whatever. And we still, so we were supposed to have install twice a week <clears throat> starting at the beginning of April. Mm -hmm. But this HR stuff, which everything at schools takes forever like that, right? And it just got pushed yep. back. So then we had two days of install at the end of April, and then we went full on spring ball. And we had 15 practices in 17 days, I think, Jeez. in the spring, right? So it was just unreal. And then we had a little bit of a break, and then we got into the summer stuff, and then we've had seven-on-seven -seven passing league at least three times a week for the last three weeks. And we went to like U of A on a Monday night, didn't get home till two in the morning. Uh, oh, wow. ASU <clears throat> on a Thursday, which is cool, but it's just so different in how much they value different things here. Yeah. Like uh, the seven ons is like a huge thing down here. There's seven on seven tournaments about every day of the week. And really? I, I get it. I get why we do it, but I absolutely, I don't like it. Like as the OC, if we get inside the five, I'm not throwing the ball four times to score. Like, we're going to run power. All right, cool. Touchdown. Move mm -hmm. on. You know? Yeah. So, it's just I like. I love that. You know what I'm saying? That. Like, it's just, yeah. I'm not going to stand here and throw the ball. So, 
<clears throat> and they get worked up, and then I try to tell them, like, hey, it's two-hand touch football. This means nothing, right? Linebackers aren't going to yeah. be standing on the line either, pressing a tight end like that. So it's just right. different. But, yeah, man, it's way different. It's fun. Um, I'm at a good spot. There's a lot of different personalities on our coaching staff. A lot of – I mean, uh, I am one of three ex-head coaches on our staff. So No kidding. Yeah. We, There's uh, a lot of talent there then. Yeah, we've got some experience and we've got some dudes. So – it's going to be fun, and it's, like I said, it's just different down here. Uh, being in the major metro is wild. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's a blast. It's an absolute awesome. Blast. I'm looking forward to following you guys and, and see how you do this year. Uh, I can't say I've purposely gone out of my way to watch an Arizona high school football game before, but yeah. uh, rest assured if Benny Semp's coaching you there, you're damn <laughs> right uh, I'll be tracking that down. So probably a silly question because everything's online nowadays, but can you watch those games online? Like oh, yeah. for us, we could stream those. Oh, yeah. and I don't, I'll pay for them if I have to, right? Cause that's I, how interested I am. But. I think they're free. Um, I think like some schools will stream, like it's up to the home team to how they stream them. There's like certain networks and then some teams just stream them on YouTube. So, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, that's yeah. all, it's all streamed. It's, it's a, I like, we play, uh, the AIA kickoff game this year. So we play the first game in the state, uh, Thursday, August 25th. I'm pretty sure that one's streamed okay. on like the cable networks here, you know? Yep. So we play a team down in Tucson, but it's, uh, yeah, dude, it's just a different, it's just a different world. Um, from what you described and what you said, it does truly sound more like college football, which is, which is great. Right. I mean, I'm not, not that just, it just is so different than what we grew up with in 100%. small town Minnesota. Right. And it's not right, wrong. It's just different. And, uh, that's gotta be pretty cool to be a part of that. Um, it's sweet. And, uh, also just, uh, perplexing to me at the same time, but, uh, uh, my little pea brain doesn't need to understand it because it's happening all over the place. And I'm, I'm pretty pumped up to watch you guys this fall. Yeah, so when you get that, that streaming figured out uh, let me know how it works and we'll see if i can get it figured out. yeah no i will for sure uh yeah it's crazy like they even approved next year we could have padded practices in the spring really yeah. holy cow i don't even think we were padded in the spring no dude we got to at sdsu we got yeah yeah yeah, you're right. I was I was actually thinking college there for a second, Betty. That's how bad my brain is. But uh, we uh, we didn't even have padded practices in college, I don't think, and unless that one time we scrimmaged up in Saskatchewan, uh, uh, we scrimmaged scrimmaged the Saskatchewan uh, amateur team. We had uh, yeah padded practices for that, but even in college we didn't have padded practices. So they're taking it serious down there. That's cool to see. Yeah, we're probably going NCAA rules here soon, just like Texas did. So it's going to be nuts. Which kind of, I mean, one, I mean, not to to strain on this forever because it's this pod's about you, not me. But um, they like we have a seventy five inch TV on the sideline. And the kids come over and we watch the last drive. Uh, we got, like, we can choose from, I think, three or four camera angles live to watch from the last drive. Like, the NFL doesn't even have that. Like, you can't have, you know, in the NCAA rules and, and NFL rules. Like, there's NFL is still images only. There's nothing in the NCAA. So, to have that on the sideline is just, like, incredible. And then, to, I mean, just to be coming from where I was coming from, a small school, you know, like 
you were there for one of the last games that I ever coached. You know, you said when we played Medelia in the yeah. snow, <laughs> what a shit show that was. But, you know, you were, you kind of were like, how much longer are you going to keep doing this? You know, like, you know, and I appreciate my friends that, that tried to push me, you know, and like, Hey, if you're going to chase this thing, like go do it. And the move was the biggest thing that helped me. And now I'm at a spot where it's like everything I ever dreamed of. I'm never trading those guys, you know, at Grenada Truman for anything. There's still background on my computer. Um, but this is just, this is everything I ever dreamed of, right? Like I don't have to go to lifting programs cause we got a strength and conditioning coach and a damn good one at that. Like, I just show up and I get to just coach the offense and quarterback. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that it's, is awesome. it's pretty sweet, dude. So I am yep. extremely fortunate and I'm excited for it. Yeah. We're all excited for you too, Benny. That's uh, I'm just super proud of you. You, you made that big, uh, big leap and you got back into doing what you love and uh, we're, we're all rooting for you. Appreciate that, bro. And that means a ton. Um, I just want to share some stories here as we get going. Well, as we get winding down, because it always goes so freaking fast. Yeah, um, no kidding. Uh, shout out, shout out you and Cassie for having like the best wedding of all time. In and out in fifteen minutes, dude. Appreciate that a ton. Yeah, yeah. That was we, uh, that was solid. We actually got married the day before. Um, officially, we got married in a, church, a Catholic church uh, the day before. Uh, we wanted to just have a small uh, wedding uh, with our family, uh, immediate family, and you know, parents, grandparents, uh, godparents, that that type of thing. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, rented a venue in between Glencoe and Hutchinson, Minnesota, uh, so southwest of the Twin Cities, about forty-five miles. Um, and you know, they had the barn there or whatever. So we did the quick, I don't even know if it was 15 minutes, Benny, it might've been like five or 10. Maybe it I'm not remembering long. that. Right. It was quick. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a, had a great time. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm obviously biased, but, uh, one of the more fun weddings, uh, uh, I've been at, obviously it was my own. So I have to say that, but it was, it was truly a blast and we were, <laughs> I forget what episode it was, Betty, but we were blessed by NBA hey, superstar Cole Aldridge. <laughs> when you said that, in the, and I apologize, I don't remember who you had on in that pod, but when you said that, I about peed myself laughing, Betty, and then I told Cassie to listen to it, and she about doubled over laughing so hard. Dude, I <laughs> oh, will, dude. I, I, I think... You were in the like little groom's bunkhouse, right? Yes, hundred percent. Yep. And I, dude, I had no idea, and so my mind just starts racing, right? Like when he walks <laughs> in, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you guys to tighten it up a little bit, right?" I mean, granted, like you said, you guys were already married the night before. This was just a little show to get to the rehearsal. We were playing yeah. Thunder Chug before you walked down the aisle, right? At one point, you told us, I think I need to take a break from some beers, <laughs> right? Like, um, so it was an absolute blast. But when he walked in and he said that, and I'm like, NBA superstar, dude, who is coming to this wedding? 
And then I almost like he ended up. He was a really cool dude. He cool. Aldrich was great. He drank with us all night. He joked around like he never once tried to big time anybody. And he was on his big man, you know, vet men deal of like twenty seven million dollars a year at the point. Right. He right. was making so, a ton of change. Yeah. Yeah. True story too. So one of my good college buddies, Adam McPherson. Uh, well, I should back up a little bit. But that was I don't know if people still do it, but. People Ice. iced you. Yeah. 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 So one of my good buddies, Adam McPherson, which if, if, which I haven't talked to Adam in a few years, but if you knew Adam, he was just like, he was a class clown, like just a jokester, great guy, but just a super jokester. And uh, he went up to him, shook his hand and had the ice in his suit jacket. <laughs> and so like when he shook his hand, the ice slid out into Cole's, you know, hand as he shook his hand. And, you know, like you said, like a champ. He, yeah sat there and you know he took that ice and did it and he's just one of the guys so uh yeah didn't have a didn't have a big head about him at all and i've i've met uh cole a few other times as well too and super cool guy down to earth uh just wants to be one of the guys he just happens to be seven feet tall and really basketball yeah uh i like i said i wish i didn't know him before or have that intro of him because I would have loved to just been like, hey, man, you play basketball? Like, you know, he was the tallest person at that wedding by three feet. Like, he stuck yeah. out like a sore thumb. Like, who's the professional you, athlete here? It was him, you know? Yeah, you would not believe how many ladies, older ladies, I overheard. <laughs> Do you play basketball? <laughs> I bet you a dozen. And oh. I mean, like, ah, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, it was time. great. Uh, one of my favorite lines from your wedding uh, was Mike Brow asking to stand next to me while I smoked a cigar because Chris doesn't let him smoke them anymore. And he just wanted to smell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't think I was there for that one, but. <laughs> Uh, that's almost incriminating just standing there while you're smoking it though. If I he's know. not allowed to smoke them. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was fun. The venue was sweet. I absolutely loved it. That was uh, a wonderful time. One of the many, I mean, great times we had together. I was just, you know, I was just thinking on a bunch of stories and I kind of shared, you know, one when on, on Hank's pot view, but, those were my favorite and I touched on it, Hanks, but I'm going to touch on it again. It's like, you know, not having a brother and being so close to you guys. It was always like feeling like that, but the group text of you, Hank and I is one of my favorite things in the world because it, it at some point it's like Hank just throws his phone into a river. Um, <laughs> and we don't stop. To. We don't stop. Nobody can handle that level of abuse. <laughs> it, it, and, I'll give it to him. He must just like silence the chat or something. And then he, he like, must I'll, I'll, like, like I said, he just comes in with the Bart Scott, you know, like I don't know. Can't wait. Uh, but all of, our, answers. all of our jokes around their wedding date was so, I mean, <laughs> I just love that. I get to share that with you because then it's, it's just a little more fun to kind of pick on Hank like that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we text them every anniversary and uh, <laughs> never forget, you know? So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, gosh. Hopefully McKinley doesn't listen to this. She will. Um, okay. All right. Well, then. Yeah. But no, it's it's a, it's a great time. Hank's a great older brother and uh, straight as an arrow. Um, was uh, like any good brother. He was a little hard on me growing up and uh, yeah. taught me a lot of things. But uh, that's probably my payback, I guess, is me being a sarcastic uh, you-know-what to him uh, over text messages and <laughs> Is it GIFs or GIFs? I don't even know how to say it. But uh, uh, no, those those group chats are hilarious. And uh, it's they're just pajacked with good content. That, That's there all it I is. Say. There it is. Goms is pajacked. That was a text message that was sent probably in 2009. And yeah. we're still making fun of Hank for it. That's uh, right. One of my favorites, though, I remember showing up. I don't know. Hank and I were somewhere and we got back to your parents' place and you were definitely still in high school and you were just like shooting pop cans or something and uh, with a 22 and there was some birdshot and you like, we had just walked over there and you're like, yeah, there was all this birdshot mixed in with all our 22 shells. And Hank's like, Ben, don't shoot that birdshot against those rocks. Like you knew not to do it, but he said, don't. And so then Hank and I were like walking away and then all of a sudden you just hear. And for those of you who have never shot bird shot of a 22, very distinct noise difference. And you yeah. can just hear the of the bird shot and Hank's just, oh, just madder than a hen, dude. It was so funny. But just to see, I mean, just to see you guys push those buttons and always be a part yeah. of it was so much fun to Get me into fishing. I mean, I don't know that I would have loved bass fishing, obviously, if it wasn't for you guys and talked about. I mean, I can't wait to get back to your parents' place um, sometime. I actually talked to your mom about it uh, last week, so hopefully we can make something happen here in the coming, I don't want to say years, but sometime. It's just a little right. harder when people are 1,500 miles away. So, right. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, all the – Good times on Indian Lake and all the little lakes back home. Ice fishing was great. Um, you remember that time we were out on on Hall Lake and Dalton Delling pulled up at like <laughs> one in the morning and yeah. two in the morning. Every other word was the Effenheimer. Oh, and I know I say it enough for a lot of people. Yeah. But this guy was like literally every other word. He was, fuck this, fuck that, fuck out there, fuck. And I was like, whoa. Like, if I got to be like, hey, pal, tone it down. <laughs> That's maybe saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, little he, stories like that just right. always make me laugh. And it's just little dumb things, you know, that <clears throat> nobody else was a part of. You know, Hank talked about the Hank Williams Jr. concert. You know? <laughs> and you guys are full of shit. It wasn't a mile from home you had to stop and pee. It was a heck half mile from home that you even better yeah weren't we like across the street the from eversman's yes beckendorf's, beckendorf's which is like a tenth of a mile you know west of eversman's which was a half a mile from 170th so yeah uh, as the crow flies we we're even shorter but by road is about a half mile also oh. oh that was an all-time great uh hope they got a good boy scouts <laughs> It was just so good. Uh, it's, 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 I, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say, I will share that story off the airwaves, but uh, get to winding yeah. down. I, you know, I do appreciate, you know, 
everybody's got a friend where they could probably talk once every three months like this for an hour and everything's good and we check in on each other. You're definitely that guy and I appreciate it. But the last time we talked, you happened to be driving across the great state of Iowa and your your famous line is uh, high school diplomas and cell service are two toughest things to find in the state of Iowa, which I love and it's true. Um, Especially in eastern Iowa where I travel, you get into the river, uh, the river bluffs over yeah. there. And uh, uh, it's actually, you know, central Iowa is, you know, it's a lot like back home, pretty flat, a lot mm-hmm. of cornfields, bean fields. Um, and I, I drive quite a bit of that, too. But eastern Iowa is actually very scenic in the Mississippi River bluffs. Um, and I travel quite a bit, actually. Um, but my God, you can't get a cell service to save your life over there. I believe it. I believe it. But you were driving and we were talking and all of a sudden I just kept hearing this noise and it was like, ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, Benny, you, you doing okay? And you're like, what, what? And like, it took you a second. And you're like, oh yeah, dude, don't worry about it. My dog's just been puking. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Louie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he might have been. You said he got into like some cotton weed or something, some cottontails or something. And okay. Yeah, you guys were, you were driving, but we were talking, right? And we weren't on FaceTime or anything. <laughs> and you were in the car and there's obviously like a muffle anyways. But in yeah. the background for like, you know, two minutes, three minutes, all I could hear was like, bah, bah, you know, like the dog puking. <laughs> And you didn't yeah. say anything or nothing. You just kept talking and dealing with it. And then yeah, I was like, hey, dude, you doing all right? Like, what's going on? I probably on? should have given a disclaimer that my uh, my dog was uh, hacking up half his lung there. Uh, but, yeah, we might have been pheasant hunting or something like that. And, yeah, I must have gotten to some cattails. And, yeah, anyways. But, yeah, should have should have given you a warning that uh, Louie was, was hacking like that. That would have been weird to hear out of nowhere. Yeah, it was great, though. It was you know, people out listening probably aren't going to find it as funny, but just to hear that on the other end of the phone, it was just kind of like, what the, what the hell's happening? So, uh, yeah, dude, but no, um, I appreciate you a ton for hopping on here with me. Um, excited that we get to see each other here and just a yeah. little bit. That's, uh, that's working One out week. extremely well. Um, yeah. so been too long and, uh, yeah, man, can't wait to see you. I appreciate you and Cassie and you guys' family, everything you've done for me and big supporters and a, uh, a big part of who I am today is the Browns. So I was honored to have you and Hank on and glad you could take the time to do it with me. Yeah, Benny, appreciate you having me on. I love listening. Uh, I might not listen every week, but uh, I catch up as often as I can. And uh, yeah, just it's been it's been awesome to listen to this and and just uh, watch from afar uh, what you're doing down there. We're super proud of you, uh, and uh, I can't wait to see you, man. Uh, I'm not much of a hugger, but I guarantee I'll be giving you a, yeah. a big ass hug when you get up to Okaboji. So uh, looking forward to it, and thanks for having me, man. You bet, brother. No, appreciate you. Um, super juiced up, super juiced up for it. Uh, yeah, just can't wait. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, coming along for the ride. Uh, please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Grass only green the way you water it. Grass only green the way you water it.